Star Wars 7x7 episode 2641. It's another day of Star Wars visions and this time we're talking about The Village Bride which is episode 4 in the new anime Star Wars series. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, as with the previous episodes, we are in spoiler territory, there's your fair warning, and we're going to talk about five top takeaways from this episode with the knowledge taken from the filmmaker's featurette that accompanies the episode woven throughout the discussion. So the first top takeaway I would say is the fact that we get another explanation of the Force or how people understand the Force in different ways. And that's actually become kind of an interesting element of the High Republic storytelling as we learn about all these different Jedi and about how the Force feels to them, like whether it's a song, for example, for Avar Chris, just to pick one. Um, I think Buryaga's is a forest, you know, related thing and, you know, feeling the connection to the Force and whatnot. So, in this particular case, the creators of The Village Bride talk about uh, a Magina. Magina is their word for the Force on this particular planet, and they're able to sense it and appreciate it, but they're not able to manipulate the Force the way a Jedi or a Sith is able to do so. Instead, they are able to interact with and honor their natural environment, and in one case, the bride and groom of the village bride are able to awaken the planet's memories, and this is as observed by an explorer who is talking with a masked woman, and that masked woman is later revealed to be a Jedi on the run from Order 66, like still with fresh memories of red lightsabers and everything like that. So yeah, scary stuff. And you get the idea that it's going to be a very calm and meditative episode and certainly the way that the explorer and the masked woman as they're described in the subtitles interact. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very contemplative episode. And that carries through with you know, what's happening with the bride and groom. So apparently, you know, this whole sacred ceremony that they go to where they find this monolith that's halfway up a cliff and they are talking about, you know, the fact that their parents are part of the energy of the planet, meaning that their parents have um, passed on for both the bride and the groom. Like, it's just, it's a beautiful bit of storytelling. And I didn't necessarily recognize the bride's voice, but I recognized the groom's voice. It's Christopher Sean from Star Wars Resistance, Casiona from Star Wars Resistance. And so that was just, you know, in the moment, like I was kind of taken out of the story a little bit where I was like, oh my gosh, it's Kaz. And, you know, that's not the character's name in this. So it's not Kaz. It just happens to be the guy who voices Kaz. But I had a moment of thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like Kaz grown up and he's about to get married. And so it got a little bit emotional for me in that moment as a result. But the third takeaway is that this story ends up being anything but contemplative and it actually showcases conflict between that you know, meditative natural world and the world of evil that's been happening around the galaxy. So we've come to find out that 
the separatists had ravaged the planet for its resources, but at the end of the Clone Wars, there were still battle droids left on this planet, and bandits got a hold of the battle droids and reprogrammed them into an army that would go, you know, continue the work of stripping the planet of all its resources. And in particular, they were going to come to the village where, you know, the village bride is, and kidnap the you know chief of the village but the granddaughter volunteered to go in the chief's place as collateral to make sure that you know all the villagers would do what they were supposed to do and continue to give the resources otherwise the chief or in this case the chief's granddaughter would suffer the consequences and this is the bride who is also going to take her groom with her and they're both turning themselves over to the bandits so that way the you know the collateral will be given to the awful people who of course cannot be trusted <laughs> naturally this lord izuma cannot be trusted and so the final confrontation happens and the jedi who is only given the letter f as the character's name in the end credits both in the japanese voice cast and the english dub voice cast like it's just f that's all it is which is really strange but the action happens and that's when i think you know as far as homages to other star wars storytelling this one so far seems to be one that has the least amount of that i mean you can say that the freezing of the laser blast has to do with you know obviously Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens but you know even the slowing of it was done in say Jedi Fallen Order and that one you know I was kind of uh, you know in, inclined to mention or to remember because it involves somebody who is about to be in terrible danger and a Jedi having to reveal themselves in order to protect the innocent. It's also kind of what happened in A New Dawn with Kanan Jarrus and him having to reveal himself in order to save other innocent people. And he does that at the beginning of Star Wars Rebels as well. So, you know, I'll say that I feel like this particular episode has the least in terms of actual Star Wars references and homages or homages involved in it as compared to the other episodes. And like the duel before it, it very much feels like it is more of a Japanese setting that has Star Wars brought into it as opposed to say Tatooine Rhapsody and the Twins, which is very much a Star Wars setting with an anime style brought into it. And for a fifth and final takeaway, we'll do the canon timeline thing again here. If you were to suggest that this actually falls within a certain place on the canon timeline, I would say this one probably is also within the dark times between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. But as opposed to Tatooine Rhapsody, which I feel like takes place closer to A New Hope, this story, I believe, takes place closer to Revenge of the Sith because you have a Jedi who is in hiding, is trying to keep who she is, you know, the knowledge of who she is and what she represents a secret. And there's conversation about how, you know, the Empire doesn't have any eyes where she is on this particular planet. But the fact that she's having sort of nightmares and reveries about the Order 66 situation that suggests that it's kind of fresher in her mind. And so, yeah, I feel like this definitely has to be happening within the dark times, but closer to the events of Revenge of the Sith than of A New Hope in this case. 
And there you go. That's what I've got for you about The Village Bride, which is the fourth episode in Star Wars Visions, and that is going to do it for this episode of the show as well. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited for their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.